Welcome to CryptoCast by Gunnar Cook, the leading industry podcast that brings together expert guests to discuss hot topics and useful advice for blockchain and crypto asset businesses. I am James Burney, and thank you for joining me today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of CryptoCast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Matthew De La Fuente, who is CEO of Kayak. Hi, Matthew. It's great to have you on. Amazing to be here. Thank you, James. So, Matthew, can you just sort of start off by setting the scene and giving a sort of overview of what Kayaks are and what do you guys do at Kayaks? Sure. So, Kayaks stands for Know Your Assets and Transactions. Think about us as a data subledger for the finance function. Um, we're really focused on getting the right data in the right reports uh, in the right report format. And how we do that is we take all of a crypto business's transactions custodians, DeFi, CFI, uh, OTC, and we code those transactions with relevant metadata. And then we produce reports for the CEO, the CFO, the COO, for auditors, for regulators. And we also act as a data feed into tax systems, accounting systems, treasury systems, risk systems, and so on and so forth. And just sort of building on that, I, mean, I think one of the things we need to hear your views on, given the nature of the business, is the impact of things like FTX and compliance and the focus on what's being commonly called now proof of reserve. Can you sort of give a sort of overview of what proof of reserve is and why, why are people looking at this? Why is it important because of your proof of reserve? Sure. It's a, it's a really, really interesting um, topic. So with regards to kayaks, we are able to see across the whole business to get a full view of assets, liabilities, and reserves. A proof of reserve, I see it as what assets do you hold in a particular wallet and what are you able to point to as being under your control and under your authority? Proof of reserves has evolved into a method of verifying that a crypto platform, a crypto entity has one-to-one backing across the digital assets that it holds in custody. Now, the issue is, is that when you dig a little bit deeper on proof of reserves, that's not actually what a lot of uh, proof of reserves products are validating. It's not what they're attesting. What they're doing is they are saying, yes, these assets are in this wallet, but there are huge numbers of qualifications underneath that in the fine print. Everything from terms and conditions issues to banking access issues to intercompany off-chain reconciliation challenges, um, legal obligations, and so on and so forth. And the bottom line here is that with regards to proof of reserves, when you dig a little bit deeper, it doesn't mean an awful lot. And then when you look at folks like Binance, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, James, but I believe that they started their audit process in November of 2022 after FTX collapsed. Is that about right? Yes. Uh, I'm really, really excited to see the results of that audit. I'm really, really, really excited to see um, what is going to come out of that. But we will see if that process is even going to continue. What is actually needed in this industry is POLA, proof of liabilities, assets, and reserves. Reserves are all well and good, but what you need 
is a full spectrum understanding of the business, assets and liabilities and reserves. Do you have any questions on that, James? No, I don't. But I think it'd be interesting to see more broadly in terms of, you know, that that's one aspect of it. But given you get the split up between legal regulation and compliance, do you see this as being part of the regulatory landscape? Do you think it's purely a financial question? And more broadly, how do you see kind of the legal compliance and regulatory side splitting out? Yeah, it's, it's a really, really fascinating topic with regards to where the border lines are between legal compliance and regulatory. I would say that out of those three, in crypto, regulatory is by far the most junior. But what I would say is that as MICA, as regimes like VARA and uh, MASS in Singapore start to operationalize some of their requests, I think you will very, very quickly see the regulatory arm, the regulatory function in crypto businesses emerge mainly focused on reporting, whereas compliance will be focused on process. It will be focused on AML and KYC, as it has been at the moment. And then legal really focused on uh, keeping folks out of jail. And that kind of, I mean, that's some of the stuff we're seeing in terms of kind of an increasing importance of compliance for these sorts of business. And at the moment, we've seen various regulators start to put forward more and more regulation as to how these things ought to operate. You know, if you had a crystal ball, what would you see as the future of compliance in crypto? We're, of course, seeing moves at the moment towards bringing in new regimes, such as MICA, as you mentioned. But do you have a sort of an idea as to the way you think this is all going to end up? So if one looks at let's say Dodd-Frank, if one looks at MIFID and MIFID II, there's a lot of trend lines. There's a lot of the same human beings involved in this new set of crypto uh, regulation, this new set of crypto compliance and uh, legal work. And so I believe that there's going to be a pretty straight line between our current TradFi uh, regulatory regimes, uh, epitomized by EMEA and uh, MIFID 2. And the future of crypto will look very, very similar to TradFi. Um, I think that the evidence in that is the recent, uh, I think, July FSB uh, recommendations on you know crypto assets and stablecoins. Folks are looking to the past um, for tools to govern crypto in the future. Thank you, Matthew. That's been fascinating. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today. If anyone listening would like to reach out, Kayaks can be contacted at hello at Kayaks, that's K-Y-A-X dot com. Thank you for coming on, Matthew. It's been fantastic. Thank you very much, James. Thank you for listening to CryptoCast by Gunner Cook. Gunner Cook is a market-leading law firm advising on blockchain, Web3, crypto assets, and DeFi. Our members have been heavily involved in helping to shape the legal and regulatory framework for blockchain and crypto assets. Our team works across multiple jurisdictions, including Germany and the US. We are the only UK law firm to officially accept payments in crypto. Our client base is more than 150. Before we go, if you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review on your podcast service. And make sure you're following Gunner Cook on social media and sign up to our Cryptocast mailing list on the Gunner Cook website. Thank you for listening.